Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man on. It's A.G. Apero. He is the singer-songwriter of the song Free Man that John Rich came on last week to talk about, plus a bunch of other songs you probably know. A.G., nice to meet you face-to-face. How you doing? You too, man. I've been listening to you on the radio for a while. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate it. I've been listening to your song like crazy. i got to tell oh. you something, man. There are, there are a few singers that I've ever heard in my life that have a range like you have. I, I got to... I could just have to ask right off the top. When did you realize that you could go through like four octaves without even sweating? You know, it's it kind of, I don't know. I, it, I didn't really, don't think I had it early on. It's kind of odd. You know, the voice kind of, as you grow, you know, kind of, you, you might lose a, some range. Right. But I, I kind of, like the late 90s, I sort of found this other spot in my voice that I was able to kind of control to go between head and chest, you know. and Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it started. A lot of it just was, I, I just think thinking is really just emo- so emotive if it's right. Yes. That you, you just sort of let it, you, you be the conduit for your emotion to come out in a sound, you know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get really geeky at some point during this interview. Yeah. I'm just warning you that right now about singing and the technicalities of singing. But it's Angie Apparel. Go get his song. It's called Free Man. Where, where is it on the charts now? It was like 17 after I finished the interview with John. Yeah, I have. I got up, did an early morning radio in Nashville. I haven't looked at it yet. I think it might be still... Number one on songwriter chart, though. Amazing. Yeah. A- amazing. And, and this is a song you wrote almost 40 years ago? It's a crazy song. So, you know, I had success early on with a song called Cry that uh, Faith Hill did. Um, but it was on the same, my first, very first record. Um, I did a record with Clive Davis back in the day. But both those songs, Cry and Free Man, were written uh, in the same week in like 1985-ish. Wow. And, uh, and Free Man just kind of... It was on the record called The American, a record of mine came out in 2000, but it had sat in a, in a box since then for 15 years. Um, just amazing. amazing. Yeah. I'd written a bunch of songs when I was coming up. I was, I'm a late bloomer. Um, I didn't get signed to a deal until I was like 35. Um, I mean, it's still, it's still amazing. I mean, a lot of people never get signed to a deal at all. But the song Cry, Faith Hill's song, you actually, did you win the award for that? Did she win the award for singing it? Does the songwriter win the award? Yeah, she won the performance Grammy for it, yeah. Okay, then, so but but I mean, did you get you, you have to get some great satisfaction out of that, right? You're the guy that wrote it. Oh yeah, no, it's, she, I mean she she sort of changed. So when the Clive Davis deal fell through because he got pushed out, of, you know, kind of inside baseball stuff, he got pushed out of Arista. Uh, about six months later, Faith heard "Cry" and put it on the record. Sort of brought, at that point, brought my career back to Nashville, which is I don't live here, but it, 
it's you know an amazing spot for a songwriter to be. Oh yes, it's uh, Angie Aparo, A P A R O. No, I'm Italian. My name is Joe Pagliarulo, Pagliarulo. So I, yeah. I was saying to John, I was saying Angie Apato, and he was like, no, no, it's Aparo. I said, okay, we'll say Aparo. That's fine. Is your first yeah. name Angelo? Is Angie short for Angelo? Yeah, my name. Yeah, my grandfather's name was An- Angelo, and he was nicknamed Angie. So beautiful. Yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. that. I had an uncle Angelo as well, who I, I thought the world of. I go to angieapparel-official.com. Go and download this song, Free Man, anywhere you could possibly do so. So you did cry, and you're the original songwriter and the artist on it. Faith Hill yeah. ends up doing it, wins an award for it. Did anybody want to do Free Man in between the time you wrote it and performed it, and and today? But I'm um, actually uh, Tim McGraw covered it. He did. Really? It wasn't. It was on. It was on a soundtrack movie, um, but it, it never. It did, wasn't really a single single. You know. It's. But yeah, it has been covered, um, and that's. It's kind of in, in my shows every night. It's. It's kind of the most. Re- I have two most requested ones. And cry is. is I, funny is not one of them. Right. Well, fans kind of like your deep stuff. You know, your deep tracks kind of stuff. Right. Now, you know, it's interesting because Tim McGraw doesn't sound anything like you. He's a great singer, and he's great yeah. in his lane, but he can't do what you did with it. I mean, I would be afraid to even try it, I would think, as a singer. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, it's a little freakish. For I don't, know, I don't know where that comes from. You know, for so long, I, I love instru- like writing my own instrumentation and kind of orchestrating my own stuff. Right. I, I think while I'm singing, I'm sort of like, oh, that would be a flute, and I just put, I just sing it. You know, I'm sort of like thinking more instrumentally and you sometimes. you do. No, yeah. you, you definitely do. I mean, some of those notes, I'll say, that's not that guy. That's not him yeah. doing that. It is uh, Angie Aparo. Go to AngieAparo-Official.com. And again, it's A-N-G-I-E, A-P-A-R-O. Help to make this and keep this number one, the song Thank Free you. Man, which is so appropriate today. When you wrote the song, and I asked John this last week, Ronald Reagan was in, and I think freedom was was sort of abounding. Did you write it in the mindset of the Soviet Union was coming down or that you just loved your freedom as an American? What was the what was the impetus behind it? Was there something that happened where you said, I just want to be a free man. Let me write this. Right. You know, in fact, I have his tags on. This is Angelo's dog tag from World War One. Wow. Um, there. Yeah. Crazy. They were round. And it says USA on the back. Angelo Penta was my mother's, you know, maiden. Sure. Um but so, yeah, a, a lot of things, you know, freedom is a to me is a, is a obviously it's brought abroad it, free will, freedom. And also things I was struggling with kind of personally, but I had some friends that were struggling with addiction. Right. You know, there's sort of like, you know, to be free from I look at there's sort of two totalitarian. There could be a, a governance of, of, of authoritarianism. There can also be a governance of your of yourself, of your mind, you know, not being able to break free of an addiction or not being able to break free. And so it sort of started with that. And I thought about my grandfather. Um, you know, they all came from Italy from, uh, uh, my, my, on my father's side, they were from Sicily and my Angelo's side from North Italy. But I just think of all the people that whether Reagan's in office or not, it's freedom is a constant battle. <laughs> it's just, right. right. You know, if we're not, I think we're having to fight for it ourselves here in America, but I mean, if there's problems all over the world, people that just can't be free, you know? Well, it's resonating today, obviously, because we're really facing a lockdown from central government. And this is why people are going nuts. When I played this song the other day, people were like, where can I find this? How do I get this? That's uh-huh. amazing. I, I showed you doing it as well just before we did this interview uh, from your YouTube video. For, for What was it called? Turd Fest or something? It was oh, called Turd Stock. Yeah. Turd Stock, exactly. Turd with, with our friend Cat Turd. It is uh, Angie Apero. He's the singer-songwriter of Free Man and many other songs. I want to get a little bit geeky now. I'm a bass. Yeah. 
I sang Russian bass in, in college. I was a music major. I'm a saxophone wow. performance major. I play uh, just about everything except the trombone. Angie, I have no idea where the positions wow. are. But, but I play a lot. Uh, and and I, I try to sing. And my favorite artist is Elvis. Well, guess what? Right. I can't sing a high G. Now, I'm going to get technical here. And those watching and listening, deal with me. Um, I can sing like a subcontra B all the way up to an F sharp at the top of the staff. But when I get, yeah. try to get the G, that's my break. That's the passaggio. That's where I go into either head voice or falsetto or whatever. Right. Right. You seem to have a passage to your next register that is smoother than almost anybody I've ever heard in my life. Do you think about that? Do you just do it? Because I don't think that most men will hit like the high E on the staff, and that's where well, the break is. I'm an F sharp, which is very high for a bass, but it's still yeah. not the G that Elvis does in If I Can Dream, and it and it makes me mad, Angie. Um, so <laughs> do, do you think about it? Because your falsetto or head voice seems to me it, like it sounds like chest voice. How do you do that? You know, I... I, I kind of started doing a, uh, I started uh, back in the day. I was like, how far can I, again, I'm getting kind of geeky too. How, how, how far can I make that break between my head and chest Yes. Uh, with both range? And it gave me a lot of access to a lot of times, even when if you're sick trying to sing or I could kind of get through shows, you know, if I had, if I needed to. Right. But then I started realizing how much power it was emotively. To, to be able to be like, ah, you know, be low in, in a falsetto range, but low. Yes. Um, and I just found all these other, I was singing so much by myself without a band. I had a, I had a larger toolbox for, for like feeling, you know, to, to create more emotion with this, with the, with just a voice. Um, so a lot of it was just from being alone on the stage by myself for so many years playing with a guitar. Yeah. You know, I interviewed Peter Cetera, who was the former lead wow. singer for Chicago. And and when I introduced him, I said, you know his falsetto, it's amazing, his voice is world-renowned, when you know it's him, you know it's him. And he yeah. said, let me stop you, I don't use falsetto. I said, what are you talking about? I said, you have to. Peter, I mean, because for those who are listening and watching, let me let me explain it. Chess voice is what I'm using right now, it's our speaking voice. And we can sing, ah, uh, we can sing in that all day. Head voice is is a higher range. Ah, it's up there, but it's louder. Falsetto is ah. It's almost an airy, whistle, whispery kind of sound. And Peter Cetera appears to me to sing in falsetto all the time, but it's more of a head voice because right. he doesn't have that airiness. And he literally said, nope, that's just my voice. I don't have falsetto. I don't have any of that register stuff. And he clearly does. But it's it's such a smooth transition like with you that, it, I mean, I'm guessing you don't think about it anymore. You just do it. I don't think about it. You know, it's, it's sort of like once when I'm on stage, which is a, a bless, kind of the best, the biggest blessing for music for me is I'm literally like on stage meditating for an hour. Oh, you, wow. know? It's awesome. you know, I'm kind of really so I, I, I just worry about the moment. I, and, and once you're there, I, I, you know, I'll give it, I'll tell you this story. So I get these uh, young songwriters or singers in Nashville. This is back a few years ago. And they come up to me and say, how do you sing like that? And I said, let me tell you something. If I came up to you, if I came behind you and you didn't know I was there, I could scare you and your voice would make a reaction. Right. Exactly. And you, so you would respond vocally to an emotive uh, incident or, or and, and I said, think that way. Think, let what you're singing, sing it for you. Um, and you do find this. It opens up the world of, of what you what you don't know your voice even has, which is kind of crazy. And it's a kind of a ethereal kind of thing. But it is uh, you can practice it. You can just try to be moment, try to sing a song you love, sing about someone you love and just don't think about singing. And that's great advice. 
You know what I mean? The emotion will actually start animating your voice. I sometimes think about being on a roller coaster and you go, ah! You're just screaming and yelling on the roller coaster, and you don't really think about what note am I screaming. Right. Um, so, so I get it, but I, you have perfected using that emotion and forgetting the technical aspect of it, and you sound amazing. I'm always thinking technically, and that's why you know I think that I get stuck in that G or whatever. It's in my right. brain, obviously, but it's also right. out of my range. I've got to figure out how to make it sound like it's chess voice, even right. though it's never going to be. Yeah, you know what's funny about this whole story? I'm friends with Richard Sturban as well, the bass guy in the Oak Ridge yeah. Boys. I'm friends with the boys, and oh, he was touring with Elvis. And in one of the movies, Elvis on tour or something, there's Richard singing all these no- low notes, you know, and and, and Elvis... The best singer on the planet at the time was angry yeah. he couldn't sing the low notes. Isn't that, isn't that something? I mean, I think we always want to do what naturally yeah. doesn't come to us. And then there's an alien like you that shows up that can do it all. Stop it, <laughs> Angie Aparo. You know I mean? does, does that make sense? It's like we always want to be able to do what we can't do. And then you you yeah. show up and you're like, oh, yeah, well, watch this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm telling you, a lot of that was just when you perform a lot for years and years on stage with a guitar and that's it you kind of sort of be, try to become the band. You yeah. know, you try to kind right. of create a lot of different range, either vocally or, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just blessed, too, but uh, I just feel like you have to be in the spot. Be, be centered. Sing what, you're, sing what you're feeling. I mean, it's soul singing, essentially. Yes. Know? Well, I, I feel like this time was meant for you, and I'm glad that we know of you, and I'm glad that we've heard the song and seen the song. But if you had to answer this question, which you might not want to answer... Why didn't we know you 40 years ago? It was because Clive Davis, when you say his name, he's one of the biggest names ever in recording. Was there something where he was being pushed out of the, the his own label and and you just fell through the cracks? Because I would think if we're putting people on records or CDs or cassettes or whatever we're doing, right. we would want the best singers available. And there aren't many better than you. So why don't you think it happened 40 years ago? I don't know. You know, I- after Clive's, Clive was really, it was big. It was about to happen. So I had, I was in the rock world. I wasn't a country thing or um, some ballads. I had, I had Cry on my record also. Uh, that was with a, you know, string orchestra. It was a big production. Right. Um, and, but then, so actually Cry was going to be my single before Faith got it a year after. And we were in LA and, you know, we were recording all the state. We were at the Star Station in LA and, they were going to start spinning the record and, you know, it'd be over. They, you know, to be a ton of ads next Tuesday. And um, literally we're flying home back to Atlanta and uh, Clive gets pushed out of Arista. Wow. So we lost, you know, the record went away. The new president came in, didn't want to deal with it. Me. <laughs> so, wow. Um, yeah. So then I, just, but I stayed, I stayed, I was touring forever. I just kept touring up all around the country, but I just, I, I don't know. You know, then the industry took a turn, uh, obviously, with streaming and all that. And then, you know, I'm not really what the real death of my career. A lot of it, it was that when streaming t- took a downturn, you know, rock radio kind of went away. There's gotcha. kind of no rock radio. And um, so I didn't know what to do. You know, I'm not really I love country music. I love you know, I'm kind of a, a Waylon Jennings kind of country cash guy. You right. know? But um, I didn't didn't know. I was kind of a man without a country in a way. And so I well, kept well, I'll, well, I'll say this though. I mean, you just said the death of your career. No, it was in a coma for a while, but it ain't yeah, dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you're alive and kicking, and this song shows that. Go ahead and finish if you don't mind. You you kept on writing, and how do you get songs to Faith Hill? How do you get songs to Miley Cyrus and to to you know Big and Rich? How do you do that? Well, John kind of 
believe it or not, was a fan of mine before I knew who they were because my right. record came out just before theirs. Yeah. And so we became really good friends. And I wrote with him and Big Kenny. We wrote Big Time, the song Big Time on that first record. Um, and then the cry thing. So Matt Serletic, I don't know if he's a great producer, produced Matchbox 20 and Aerosmith and a bunch of big records. He produced mine. And he was at the CMAs, I think, after my record deal went away. And he, I think he was playing with, Waylon, with Willie, I think. But he met uh, Faith Hill backstage and he said, hey, I got a song for you to listen to. And she listened to it. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's right. uh, and got it, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Angie Apparel. Go to Angie Apparel, A-N-G-I-E-A-P-A-R-O-Official.com. Um, my people come from Bari, which is the heel of the boot in Italy and also in Naples. So we're not Sicily, but we're pretty close with, with Bari. So so we're we're almost Paisan or Paisans anyway, but, but we're almost well, we're almost neighbors. Uh, Angie, I'd be an idiot uh, seeing you sit there with a the guitar and, and knowing your voice. Can you give me a minute or two of free man? Would you would you mind? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I did this. Uh, it was a little rough on the radio station at 7 a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, no matter, no matter, your rough is probably better than most of our best. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do a burst and a chorus, maybe? Is that cool? Yeah, that'd be beautiful. That'd be wonderful. Okay. Hey, wouldn't you want to know everywhere that river flows to right now? I can show you how Someday You might wanna go Someday You got nothing to show For all your pain For all your chains Well I ain't saying no It's the only way But wouldn't you Like to No Amazing. Simply amazing. It's an honor to talk to you. It's an honor to hear you play live. And anywhere, if you're anywhere near near where I am, I'm going to come and see you and bring as many people as I can. It's Angie Aparo. Go to angieaparo-official.com. Download Free Man anywhere you can find it. Angie, it's an honor. Thank you so much. You know, great to meet you, man. Good. It's good to meet you as well. All right, we're, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Really appreciate uh, 
Angie Aparo, A-P-A-R-O. Go and get a song called Free Man. Really appreciate him coming on and geeking out about music with me for a little bit. Before we get out of here, uh, at the at the last moment here, just before 9 o'clock Eastern time in New Hampshire, it's Trump up 53.75% to 45.26% for Haley. She says she's not dropping out. I think she should, but it's her call. Keep it here. Much more to come tomorrow. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you then. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.